0: May I now say, oh, this is Pastor tiny the freshly known as Pastor Tan. I know that, you know, welcome, the month of July is here, it is hot, it is the summertime. Now we need to be more and more inclined to what God is saying. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We are in the midst of here in South Korea, uh, monsoon season. Monsoon season can be dry or it can be wet and nine times out of 10 it is wet and it gives a whole lot more meaning to uh, potential rains fall I mean um, things going sliding down and just having a lot of uh, unstable uh, buildings to having unstable footing in the Uh, Concrete floors and you know grounds and everything else. I mean, you have a whole lot more vegetation. You have a whole lot more things that are growing, but also there are things that are becoming unstable. Amen. But I I like the rain. I love the rain because it cleanses the whole entire like atmosphere. It gives it a different perspective and a different change in how we view it. And I mean, it's always to me, you know, with the You know potential of a bad thing is always also there are good things about having that much rain because of you know droughts and different things as such that we as humans you know take for you know advantage of it and we don't think much of it so to me it's like you know you're starting to see also in the united states with texas different you know states that are huge and they they don't have water and you know it becomes droughts and different things and heat waves and you know I've, I've i've heard of people you know passing away due to the heat and you know some of them have employments that are outside that have to you know maintain different things so to me it's like you know my condolences to the ones that have lost their lives because of you know due to this heat and also, the same is at time, you know, check in also on the elderly. Check in on, you know, people that you know that are struggling right now that may not have AC, air conditioning, uh, play, you know, having them to have transportation to get, you know, to and from, from, uh, sometimes having to walk to get to the grocery store. Check on them. Check on your friends and your family. And, um, make sure they're not just okay but you know talk to them i mean sometimes we as humans we want to say hey are you okay and you know oh i'm okay and that's it no sometimes people need to have deep considerated conversations with another human being just for the simple fact is that they need that closeness and it's not i mean all due with all due respect you know, consult God about who you're talking to. But also at the same exact time, sometimes they need that that person that is of God, the same like-mindedness and like situation, just to be able to bounce some things off of to them and to let them know, hey, I'm here, I care, you know, and I am very concerned about your well-being. Um, and it's just a lot. To me, it's like, I'm starting to see a whole lot more, you know, suicidal attempts or also suicides. Uh, The numbers have become escalated lately. And I understand that those are things that are, you know, are supposed to uh, have been uh, prophesied that there will be times of um, unrest and, you know, upheaval. And I mean, sin is sin. But also at the same exact time, it does affect you mentally and spiritually. So please be aware of who you are serving, who you are, you know, acknowledging in your lives, whether it's with looking on something at the TV or listening as music, or just sometimes being able to read audibles or books or what have you. You need to be able to be conscious of that. Also at the same exact time, I don't... You know, these are some things that are on my heart. So please understand that it doesn't always, you know, resonate with everybody. But I wanted to kind of get that off my chest that we need to be able to be praying. We need to be fasting. We need to give God the glory in certain aspects of our lives and declare those things over us, uh, not just speak them, but live them. You can read this word all the time, but if you're not living it or or applying it to your life, it's not hurting, it's not helping. It's hurting you more so than helping you. So, I mean, this is very a pivotal time that we as the body of Christ needs to be on our, pretty much doing what God says do. And I was like, okay, God, where are we going? And I was like, man, and he gave it to me It's like all of a sudden, God's vengeance and goodness. And I was like, man, this is a good one that God was talking about how in Nahum. And I had to go back because I was like, I remember um, hearing about, you know, the prophet Jonah and with Nineveh. And he wasn't even associated with Nineveh at that time. He was was talking about one of the kings and he prophesied wrong to the, the king. And I was like, man, that's the first time just giving a glimpse of who Jonah was, the prophet Jonah was. And then at the same as that time, it's like, you can't get so caught up on what you're doing, what you're saying, how you are living. And then at the same time, you know, God has uh, the Ninevites, which are um, Assyrians, and their kingdom was vast and huge. and to me, it was like you have to give them a chance and God is giving them a chance. And then at the same exact time, we as human beings, we need to give people essentially, yes, a chance. But also at the same exact time, if they keep continuously doing what they're doing, you know, God has his patience, but also at the same time, his patience does run out. And I was like, man, this is this is this is juicy. This is, I mean, even though it is Nahum, Pro- the prophet Nahum and the book of Nahum is a minor, which is a small portion of what it, you know, entails, but it's a lot. This is after Jonah. This is after, you know, he prophesied. and It's like a decade and a half after Jonah um, came and told them to turn to God, and they forgot, and they just you know, they didn't turn to God anymore. And he was going in and telling them that, you know, telling Nineveh that was city, the greatest city. And that was the capital, excuse me, for them of their destruction. And I mean, this is like, I mean, like I told my husband before I started recording, it was like symmetry to me. And I was like, And I mean, it mirrors so much of what we're dealing with right now, as far as just going in and talking, you know, just genuinely. But as we go through it, please understand that, you know, God is a God that you do not play with at all. And I was like, man, this is, this is a lot, God. And I just wanted to kind of give you a background story of, you know, a little bit of uh, the book of Nahum and it's the 7th book among the Minor Prophets. This is a short book, is largely considered a poem, a literary masterpiece predicting the downfall of Nineveh, the capital of Assyria. Nineveh was conquered by the Babylonians and their allies in 1612 BC and Nahum declared that Nineveh would fall as did Teros. Which the Assyrians themselves had conquered in 6063. The book, uh, therefore, was written between 6063 and 1612 in the turbulent times. In 1633, Asherbron, the last king of Assyria, died. Soon Babylon rebelled and the Assyrian power rapidly dwindled. And see, there were just so many other things going on at the time also that you know it just mimics like so many different other things that were going on but i just wanted to give you a little bit a tidbit of how it was for Nineveh and also Nahum's name which is uh Hebrew means possibly God comfort or comforter and i thought about how god was sitting there and just having that articulation with nahum the prophet and how even though like i said it may be a short you know poem or to them some people seem like it's a poem but the book of nahum it gives you very graphic details of what because of you know, how Assyria went back to what it was doing with false gods and idols and, and, and doing, not doing away with what they were supposed to be doing in the first place. They went back to what they knew. It just, I was like, man, this resonates so much with what we as, you know, human beings, we have to be able to sit there and say, wait a minute, do you see like so many foreshadowings like so many people doing these diff- different things and you know having those people to go back to what they are used to because they don't want to recognize who God is or they don't want to come out of what they're in because they they say they've been gone in and their situations too deep to go back and say, "You know, Lord, I'm sorry that you know, I, I, uh, I apologize that I'm doing this. And I mean, to me, it was like, like the prophet Jonah didn't even apologize to God about what he done that, you know, if he gave him a chance, he will go and he will go and preach to the people of uh, Nineveh. But it just seems like to me also too, like for so many people, even though believers are not believers, some people don't even want to recognize their own selves and their downfalls. Let me say I don't want my topic people back. And I was like, man, this is good. God, how some people don't want to recognize and don't want to give an account of what they've done. But they always want, hey, God, I want you to, you know, uh, go ahead and kill, you know, these people. Go ahead and kill these people because they did me wrong. But then God's like, look, I'm merciful. And I, you know, I'm sold to anger. And I love how God sits there and he tells us this because sometimes we as human beings, we're hard-headed. I know I am to a certain degree. I don't want to have to forgive someone, you know, after so much as I'm sorry, I'm a pastor too, but I'm human too. And those types of emotions, they they run through me. And I had to start realizing, you know, if I don't you know, forgive them. God's not going to forgive me. And now, even pass the whole past, I'm going to sit up there. But it's a fact, it's the truth. If, if I don't forgive them, then God's not going to forgive me. And I had to learn, look, let me go ahead and forgive these people. Yes, they did me wrong. Yes, they, you know, but then I'm like, look. I'm trying to make sure and understand that if they continuously keep doing that, that's manipulation. I can forgive them and at the same time set healthy boundaries that I don't even have to worry about them anymore like that. That's just to me, God knows who in this season He can be able to have friends with you. And some people you can't even be with them. I'm not I'm not trying to be mean, but this is the truth is that you learning how people are, how they are, like you, you love them, but also the same as at time, people don't want to love you the way that you love them. And then God sits there and says, look, I'm going to separate that because he wants to make sure that your heart and your mind and your soul is at peace. And in our lifetime, we should have peace. Let me say, I don't know why I'm saying this, but so maybe that's just for me, but God is like, look, you need to have peace in the storm. You need to have peace within yourself in order for you to grow. And if you keep having relationships where people don't respect who you are, whether it's family, whether you know it's, it's mother, father, sister, brother, cousin, you know anybody, immediate family or extended family, and they keep you know trying to put you down, that's not helping you. That's hurting you so god is trying to be able to make that separation and that understanding clear where you need to be at now i'm not going to sit here and say well god's going to take you into a different country well he did that for me but it is different for everybody so please be mindful of whom you are around who you consider friends or family or you know in your inner circle cuz god is like look i need you to set some healthy boundaries because now i need to i need to take you into different places and the enemy knows that and he would have other people in their lives and you may not see it but they can be working in their lives and they can be connected to satan let me say it one more time for the people in the back. They can become jealous, they become envious, they can become so toxic and detrimental to your advancement in God. So you have to be observant to who is around you, how they shift and how things have changed because sometimes you are gonna have to move on and God is gonna start closing doors in order for you to keep going, amen. Now, let me go back to. And it says it in, we're in, I'm sorry, Nahum, excuse me, Nahum, and it's the first chapter, the burden of uh, Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum, the Elok Shai, second verse, God is jealous and the Lord vengeance, the Lord venge, and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserves wrath for his enemies. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. God is distinctive in who he is and his character. I've learned that God is just as we are. He is jealous when you put your time, your effort into something else more than him. He is vengeful. He he gets his revenge. Because he sees what people go through and he knows what's going on. So at the same time, God sees what's going on and he sees how he's like, you know, for example, if someone's sitting up here and shortchanging you and having you having to work and you get shortchanged by a manager. And I've had that happen to me, unbeknownst to me, because like I said, that was my first job. And when I found later on, I mean, like years after I've been already out and, and you know, been in the service and came back um, just to see the establishment, the one of the managers told me, oh, that person was taking money out of the registers, out of all of the registers and seeing that the employees were doing it. And later on, they had found out that they had a more CCT camera. And I was, I was perplexed and I was like, well, they should at least, you know, contacted us, the previous workers to give us back our money or something. And that was not even, you know, you know, what was, what was due to us and like what you, what we sold was so much, but as a young person, it made me feel as though like, that person could take advantage of us at any time, every time that we work with them. And when they found out, it was like, you know, that's golf smacking. I'm like, man. And I was like, wow. But at the same exact time, it was like, you start seeing who God is in the patterns and how God starts revealing like the hidden things, the things that we don't see or people think we don't see And then God brings like the blanket off of it. And it just, I mean, when he said that and is furious, I mean, God has a temper and it's a holy, righteous temper. It ain't something to play with. It is something to be feared and reverenced when you're talking about God and you're talking about his son and you're talking about his Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost. When you're talking about all of who God is, you need to reverence that. Now, I was given like to me, I was remembering like when Brazil uh, pre- put in their uh, like they have it every year and they have it, it's like a Mardi Gras, but they have it where they have a party and they were just putting God down, bashing him down, you know, uplifting Satan and how God had, you know, went and lit, you know, pretty much lightning came into the statue of the form of jesus and you saw all the mudslides you see all i mean you've seen entertainers publicly humiliate god and some of them are falling back dead i mean it's just not something that you would wish on your own enemy because you're starting to see how God is, once again, putting the fear back into the church, but also letting people know, you can't say my name without putting, and I hate to say it, the uttermost respect on it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. This is not a joke. This is not no, 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 no kind of... uh skit no what have you comic review no god is like he's done and he's sitting here honestly and saying whoa 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 you need to go back and think about what you said out of your mouth what your actions were because if you understand it jesus came down i mean he came down through 42 generations just to be able to be the sacrificial lamb he didn't have to but he did Cause he loved us that much. He was there when God formed us and and Adam and the world, and he was there from the very beginning. And at the same exact time, even when the Holy Spirit, which the Holy Ghost, became active, oh my God, y'all don't understand. It, it just to me, even just from the first two verses, Nahum, prophet Nahum, is telling you from the vision he got you need to make sure you know who God is and don't be just me. I don't care how you sit up there. Oh, and I I, I will sit there and I'll tell people, how do you sit there and say God like that when God in that pertext and, and being, oh no. And I'm like, even his son, Jesus, I said, Lord help. Because do you understand? The, I mean, it's huge when you say his name. When when even in the good and the bad, he will call, especially when you say Jesus or you say God, immediately things change and shift because of that name, because of those names. So to me, you need to respect who God is, number one. Number two, if you're living for God, you need to live with Him wholeheartedly. Don't sit up there and just have it. Oh, I'm gonna go out to the club and then come back. Do you understand that so many people have said those things and didn't even get back into the fold because they were out there and the enemy went and snuffed them out? Let me say I want to I honor. Y'all don't understand. It's it's like for me to be 47 years old and to see like i mean teenagers and to see some people that are just now getting up in their 20s i mean 16 20s 23 just to see those type of younger individuals to have their lives snuck out because they did not do what god says do is huge and and yes, I do cry. Yes, it, 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 I mean, from four year olds, you know, and their parents, some of the children get snuffed out by their parents and don't even want to take responsibility for your children. I mean, these are the type of things that really like, you know, plagued me because when we were growing up, let me say this, and I don't know why I'm saying it, but let me say this. When we were growing up, we had big mamas that used to be on the street corners looking out for kids, make sure they ate. And if they're locked out of the house, they can sit in their, their homes and, you know, they can be able to watch TV without anybody touching them. You know, and you had, you can't even do that anymore because some of the big mamas can't even do their job because the streets have become so violent and crime has become rampaged that they can't even sit out on their porch anymore just to be able to soak up some sun. You don't even have the big daddies, the ones that the elders in the in the community to teach the young men how to be able to be men and tie ties and go and fish and, and, and provide for their families. You don't have that like that anymore. Um, You don't have the camaraderie with each other. You don't have you know, families loving each other, taking care of each other, especially in the black community. I'm gonna say it like I mean it, because I am. So I'm gonna say it. And I don't know about some of the other communities, but it's like a, it's to me, it's like you want to be able to build with each other. And some people you can't deal with them because of they always want it first and then they want to give you last. And I had to just say this is that We, as human beings, need to love on each other. We need to, you know, understand we all need to know about who God is, who we need to be serving, and also, at the same time, make sure in the community you're living in, and I was watching how, also, too, you know, God laid this on my heart, someone that was willing to go, and it may be simple to you know him but to me is huge how you know you can go and cut someone's lawn that can't even afford it or go to a city park and do it and not even charge for it but just do it because of the kindness out of your own heart that's uncalled that's like unheard of but do you understand that does exist because of who we are who god has placed in us so i'm gonna say this Please make sure you understand God has levels like we do. God is not a respected person, okay? And, I, and I, no, I'm. let me say that, let me revise it. God has levels to him that we don't even know. So please, with all due respect, you need to make sure that when you talk about God as son and his Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, that y'all do it in the right frame and context. Don't sit up here and do it like these celebrities that sit up here and say, oh, that's of God. No, it's not. You're sitting up here downgrading who God is. And then at the same exact time, so many politicians, so many people in uh, higher governmental positions want to sit up here and put something ahead of God. Absolutely not. That's. We are founded. I'm going to say this for United States of America. We are founded on God's principles, not anybody else's principles. We're the second one besides Israel, the country of of Israel, to know who God is. So for you to do that, that's absolutely not even right. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Don't try to change what God has put in the Bible because this is absolute. It is living, it is breathing. This is what God has told us to be. Now, if you don't like it, you can hit the door. Or you don't need to be president. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't care who you are, whether you're the president or you are the janitor. If you are somebody that is over us, and you're supposed to be doing this for us in the United States, you need to make sure that you're doing what God says to. I don't know about anybody else. Because guess what? I don't care who's on the White House to the Blue House, but I do care who's in the heavenly places and who is sitting on the throne. I don't care what nobody else says, what God says and God alone. So if you're sitting there and debating and saying, wait a minute, does he live? Yes, he does. And he's been living in us all this time. He's been doing what he's supposed to be doing. Now we need to get up off of our Fat behinds. Let me say it one time for people to back, whatever shape you are in, and do what God says do. No matter what's going on, He is still God, and He deserves everything, all the honor, all the respect that we should give Him. Now, let me go back. We are also talking about in verse three, the Lord. Oh, let me go back, and He reserves wrath for His enemies. Now He reserves it, not you, not anybody else. He reserves it. And you're like, wait a minute, we'll pass. you're not going to let this person slide. No, I'm not saying that you let them slide because God's going to get them. Not you, not me, but God is going to get them. So you need to make sure you understand when he said he reserves his wrath for his enemies, God ain't playing. He is the one that's reserving all of it. Reserve means to uphold, to put in place, to make sure that you have time for it. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. but In verse 3, the Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acute the wicked. Wait, 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 go back, pastor. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power and will not at all acute the wicked. The Lord haveth his way in the whirlwind and in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. Let me say this. not which is God's breath. He has the authority to do all of that and then some. So we have to be able to understand. When I was thinking about the slow, the anger and great and power, I was thinking about how Job was sitting there and saying, well, God, I didn't want to come here in the first place, paraphrasing, okay, because to um, um to them, it's because he didn't want to go and and he knew that he had compassion, that he was going to give them a chance. And see, that's the differences between Jonah and us. We should want to be able to give them compassion. We want to be able to give them a chance because wouldn't you want God to give you a chance? would you want God to sit there and say, you know what, uh, God, you know, pray for them. For the ones that spitefully use them, use you, pray for them. And then when God says, no, I don't pray for them anymore, I've turned them over, then that's a different situation. But I'm telling you, please pray for them because they don't know who they touch you. They don't know that you're God's anointed, that you are of God. They don't know. Let me say that one more time for the people. In the back. I don't care if it's saved or unsaved. You need to understand something. You need to pray for them because at the same time, they don't get, they don't comprehend on the level that you and God have. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I had to learn this when God was with Enoch. And I mean, God and Enoch had a, had a perfect relationship as opposed to Adam. Whereas Enoch will run to God, talk to God, you know, so much so that he was not even existing anymore. And then you have Adam. He had a good relationship with God. But then at the same exact time too, he listened to Eve. And at the same exact he could have sat there. He was right there when the serpent was sitting up there deceiving his wife. He should have st- stepped up and said, no, we need to talk to God. God told us this. See, there's a difference between trust and then this, I mean, that's a mutual trust. I mean, that was huge to, um, let me guess. Let me, let me be like, no, no, I don't want to be like God. I want to sit here and stay where I'm supposed to be in my place. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I don't want to go anywhere else, but what God has told me to do. I don't want to be anything else, but what God has told me to do. I don't want to sit up here. And be bigger than what I am, and I, at the same as that time, you need to know humility and trust and respect with God, mutual trust and understanding that God gives it to you. Now you need to go ahead and get into your placement with God. I don't know why I'm, but you know what I'm gonna do. What God says, do. Look, this ain't even in my notes, but what I'm trying to tell you is that that mutual respect, that honesty, that. That, that pureness of, of trust in him and knowing that when he guides you, he's going to be able to keep you and then make you have the process to go through it. Have you the gumption, the confidence to go through it and have it as a humility, humbleness in you. Let me say on my top to you with that. Humbleness and humility is so, and I mean just human value, knowing who God is humbleness just going down labor sometimes being able to know that you can speak to the ceo and the janitor at the same level and love on both of them because you don't know who they are y'all don't hear me though y'all don't hear me though see i've learned where i can go and i can go into different places and settings and people will treat me raunchy until another person comes in And when they identify me as who I they know who I am, they know my character and everything else. Oh, that's when they want to recognize me. Oh, that's when they because I'm associated with that person. Y'all don't hear me though. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I treat people the way that I know who God is because at the same exact time, I know that God is looking at me. I know that God is honestly. You want to treat people the way that you want to be treated. And I've learned that from my big mama and my big daddy. Treat people the way you want to be treated. But also at the same exact time, don't be no one's fool. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You should know already discernment who that person is. And once you start knowing who that person is, it's going to be a whole lot more doors that are going to be coming open just because you're starting to understand who God is. And who he is. And whom people are. And I mean man this was a lot. But when he says that the Lord have his way in the world. When in the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He is in control. You are not. So when we have unusual weather. That's God. When we have all these different things going on. God ordained it. God ordained it. Not man, God ordained it. And also the same exact time when he lets uh, the enemy come in and do all this other stuff, he ordains it. Nine times out of ten, God knows what's going on. Not even ten out of ten, God knows what's going on. He wants to see how you're going to react. He wants to see if you're faithful, if you're trustworthy, if you are doing what I'm telling you to do. Or are you going to just sit there and quiver out and say, oh, you know, I I don't understand why is this going on? Woe is me. Now, you don't have time for that. You have to sit there and say, no, I trust in you, Lord, no matter what's going on. Come hell or high water, I need to be able to trust in you. I need to be able to know who you are and whom I am in you. And where do I lie in you? What kind of relationship do y'all have? Do you have it when only when you are at your up and up do you talk to God, or when you down and out, that's when you're going to talk to God? Y'all don't hear me though. This is the type of stuff that we need to be talking about. And the book of Nahum brought that out in me. I mean, we're going to keep on talking, but there is some stuff that I really wanted to like, man, like when he was talking about the whirlwind and and the storms and the clouds and dust of his feet, God, they're all elements that. Is below him, not above him, but below him. And he conducts and he orchestrates those things. Every time you get a sun, sun up, sun down, that's God. Every time the fireflies come out, that's God. The ecosystem, all that stuff, echo, oh, echolocation, all that stuff. God developed all of that. Wait a minute, Pastor. What are you uh uh-uh. he is the author and the finisher of this earth, of us and everything else that dwells in it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Stop playing with God. God ain't nothing to play with. You keep on playing with God and you will find out how deadly God is. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Fourth verse, he rebuked the sea and maketh dry and dried up all the rivers. Bashal languished and Kamal and the flowers of Lebanon languished. That means that they thirst, they, they lack death. They, i mean if it wasn't for when god says dry it up it's gonna be dried up i don't care what nobody says when god sat there and put the euphrates river the oh you know that's not gonna happen it's luscious and all this stuff but when god says i'm done dry it up he does it when he sat there and jesus cursed the the fig tree, because it was supposed to give him fruit, it got cursed. So I don't know what y'all playing. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but some people need to wake up. Wake up around the world internationally. Wake up. God is talking, and we need to be listening. Verse 5, the mountains quake at him, and the hills melt. Let me say that one time for people in the back. The mountains quaked at him, and the hills melt. And the earth is buried at his presence, at his presence. Yea, the world and all that dwell therein. We are at the command of God. Not, we. he is at the command of, oh, God ain't playing that. God is in command and control of everything in this word. Verse six, who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? None of us. Let me say that one time for people in the back. It says in verse 6 of Nahum, and I'm talking about King James Version, who can stand before his indignation and who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? No one. None. Not one. Now, I don't care. The devil, Satan himself, could not. And he got kicked out of heaven, and it was like a bolt of lightning when he got kicked out. So how do you know we can't we can't even live without him? We can't even breathe without God saying so. Y'all better. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all y'all y'all. Somebody better get some some common sense. Common means that it is should be frequently addressed. That we. Should know we already know it's in our DNA. God already put that in us, who God is. That cannot be manipulated at any time. And when somebody sits there and says, Oh, I don't believe in God, okay, that's a lie. Because guess what? God has been having them to exist this whole entire time. So when an atheist says there is no God, you can tell them, Look at everything that you see around here. God and it's a higher being. Which is God that had manifest all of these different things. So God, Uh -uh. God cannot be denied. And I'm talking about the God of Isaac, Jacob, David. I'm talking about the God of the Bible. I'm talking about the Elohim. I'm talking about the One. Elohim is the God, the One, the only. From the beginning to the end. That's it. There's nobody else above him. Nobody else below him. He is the ultimate one. And at the end. Every one of us. We shall bow. Every one of us. Our tongue shall confess. That he was and is. And still is Lord. Now. Let's go back. It says. That. Verse six, let's go a little bit down more. His, his fury is poured out like fire and the rocks are thrown down by him. Y'all, I, I, I went back and I like how, and I was thinking about Moses and how the people yet again, I don't know how they did it, but you know, Israel, okay. It's just like us. We can be stubborn as as a donkey. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. We are stubborn. And I would say because of their sinful nature, as soon as Moses was coming down with the Ten Commandments and they, while he was gone, they were making golden calves. They made Aaron do all this other stuff. Oh, we're going to serve another God because, you know, he's gone. You know, it's like out of sight, out of mind. And it's like, wait a minute. How is it that you, I mean, Moses went to go talk to God for you. And then you are not even praying, not even like sitting here and trying to make sure that, you know, he's all right. He might be interceding for you, you know, all this other stuff. But you want to go back to what you know. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. That is suicide within itself. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. Somebody is smoking some serious Joanna. And I'm going to say it like I mean it. It's like you are honestly sitting up here. And committing suicide because you want to do what you want to do because you don't think that God even is listening or talking or, or even present when you're doing all these different things. Don't you know it's written down what you've been doing? It's written down what I've been doing, what you've been doing, and everybody on this earth has been doing. And then at the same exact time, they went back and created a calf to serve. And that's not talking. All it is is golden, and it's not even it, even able to help you. You know, you know, give you what you need. And then when Moses came back down, he said, "Who is on the Lord's side?" And he divided the camp. And when he threw it, the whole entire earth of the Ten Commandments swallowed them whole that didn't want to serve God. Y'all, mm, go back and read it. Go back. And I was like, man, we are just that stubborn like a donkey. And we can be that unintelligent. Like the, uh, we made some mistakes. We, We made some decisions we shouldn't have. And God in his infinite mercy and grace has been able to, I mean, he's been staying with, I don't know about you, but with me. Through all of the stupidity, through all of the things that I did wrong, he still had grace and mercy for me to to, to this point that I could be able to, you know, make sure that I'm maintaining what I'm trying to do with God. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all, that's why they had to wonder 40 days and 40 nights so that the old ones and that mentality Can die off so that the new people can be able to go into the promise. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. And that's the problem now. We have situations where in our government that they're sitting up here and doing this and that, and then they're sitting up here and they're trying to justify their means when the book of the Bible tells them you shouldn't be doing these things. It's in the Constitution. You shouldn't be doing those things. But yet and still, you still going to be able to do them because you think you can get away with it. And God is telling you not so. God is pumping the brakes on a whole lot of stuff lately. You me say that one time for the people in the back. That is, i.e., God is telling you, I will stop you and I will expose what's been going on in your country. Now. I'm just saying, you need to get your heart and your mind ready. You need to get your heart and your mind ready to what is going to be going on. But at the same exact time, when Nahum, oh my God, sat there, and the Ninevites were sitting up here, and they went away from what God was telling them. Now he's being able to tell them what is going to happen, why God is the way he is, his characteristics, who God is, and which is pristine and right and righteous. Now he's getting into why he's taking his vengeance. What is going on? Why were? Why are you? Why is God saying all of this? Because he's saying up his staff is who god is and why he is and who he is and now he wants to sit up there and tell them why they're going to be able to be uh destroyed y'all don't hear me though y'all let me calm down let me let me let me calm down and it says that in verse seven the lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble let me say one more time for the people in the back let me get some emphasis on this the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. He knoweth us that trust in He knows who I am because I trust in him. He knows when I need things that he's going to be able to provide for me. He knows that I'm going to give him the glory no matter what. Y'all better get on it. You better be talking to God and telling God, thank you. Giving God the praise and the glory every day for getting you up in the morning. Let you have breath in your body, having shoes on your feet, clothes on your back, and also at the same as that time, paying your bills. See, some of us want to sit up here and get mad and get upset when God doesn't get the little bitty ditty things. See, sometimes y'all need to understand that because God is who he is, you can get up in the morning. You can be able to raise your hands. You can be able to move your body. Some people don't even have that. And you want to sit up here and you want to tell that God is not good? Y'all sitting up here, you wrong for that. And you know That's wrong and that's woe unto you. Let me say that one more time for people. Let me get off of this. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. See, some of us don't want to recognize who God is in our lives. And that that is going to be detrimental to you. So, woe unto you, sir or ma'am. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You don't want to sit there and you don't want to exist. And you want to exist and say, wait a minute, well, I'm this and I'm that. But you never sit up there and say, I'm going to give unto who honor this due, which is God. He's the one that's been giving me all of these different things. And yet it's still, you still want to say it's because of you. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. Let me, let me calm down. My God. Verse eight. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof. And darkness shall pursue his enemies. Let me say that one more time for people. that. But with an overrunning flood, he will make an utter end of the place thereof. And darkness shall pursue his enemies. Verse nine: What do ye imagine against the ooh the Lord? I know that I didn't say that, but verse nine: What did ye imagine against the Lord? He will make an utter end; affliction shall not rise up the second time. Mm. Verse ten: For while they be folded together as thorns. And while they are drunken as drunkards, they shall be devoured as stumble fully dry, fully dry, fully dry, fully dry. What does that mean? That God, even with your drunken, stubborn ways, that the people that have become so intoxicated by the sin they've been doing, God is going to make you fully aware of what you've been doing and then at the same time cut you off jesus pastor no y'all don't understand it's not even about it's just the symmetry of it you got to understand that even with all the different things that they were doing drinking all these fornication all this adultery all this other stuff that these people were doing in nineveh that god symmetry united states all the stuff that they've been doing the assault. All this drug trafficking, all this adultery, all this hatred, all of the, I mean, children, unborn children being killed. And do you not understand that God is gonna be able to, in his infinite wisdom, make you dry, which means the reality of what you've been doing is gonna hit you hard before you get out of here, before you have to go see him? See, that's the difference between, and I don't know why I always do this. I want, and I wanted to, when I was researching this, of some of the last times where people were sitting there and they were saying their last words and testimonies before they passed away. And then some of the people that was the elites that were the person that were serving other gods, they were like, wait a minute, this cannot be, this is not what it's supposed to be. And one of them even sat there and said, you know, Satan, how could he be here? This is not what it was supposed to be like. And then some of them were saying, wait a minute, this is my end? This is not what I thought it would be. I was like, my God. Y'all don't hear me, though. You you want to sit here, and you want God to have vengeance on your enemies. But at the same time, do you understand, you do stuff to people, too. And you don't want God to get you. But at the same exact time, you want God to get them. No, you need to understand. You need to be able to sit there and say, Lord. I'm asking you, God. I'm asking, Lord, let me forgive them. And if you have to take vengeance, you will take vengeance, not me. I don't want that bitterness. I don't want that hatred. I don't want that strife. I don't want that in my life. Because then it'll go down to my next generation. And And then at the same exact time, it builds up so much that it makes you so bitter that the next generation becomes even more bitter, bitter, bitter. And by the time that it gets to the 10th generation, your whole entire family is messed up. Because you did not want to do what God says. You did not want to Turn away from all of that, all of that strife, all that hatred, all that bitterness. For what I, I can't, I had to learn how to live with bitterness, and then make it not become a part of me. All oh, y'all don't hear me though, man. Pastor, that's deep. No, because people can affect you not just with HIV, not just with uh, inherited diseases that are from generation to generation. Some people can affect your mindset. Your heart posture towards God or, or to or the way that you are gonna come up or your the way that you think about certain things. And I know that to me, like simple things like my husband was saying, Hey, you know, Miha, don't get mad because that, you know, machine. You know, I, I I'm trying to do right, I'm trying to eat right. So I'll be honest with you, my juicer uh, it 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 pretty much smoked, started to you know kind of kind of malfunction, started smoke, and I was like, I put money into that. I was upset, you know, that the machine was pretty much uh, a dud, and the person I get you know got it from, they probably even knew it, but at the same exact time, it was like you can get another one, but it was the fact that. I don't like to spend money like that. You know what I mean? It's like once you've had been in situations where money was something that you could not afford at that time, or you were trying your best to get to that point where you could financially support you and your family, you know, it, it bothered me that people would sit there and legitimately give me something that they knew wasn't working. or 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 they will sell you something that they knew later on you'll discover or find out that it wasn't really something that was really uh usable or 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 salvageable and I had to sit there in my mind and say, okay, now I know a little bit about how in my way, how Jonah felt. And it was like, you know, you don't want no compassion for the person. But then at the same time, it was like at the book of Jonah, God was like, you know, why, why I can't sit there and give them a second chance because Nineveh, at the time where, you know, barbaric people, they were eating people. They were doing some saddest stuff. And, you know, God was giving them a chance just like he was giving Satan. He, he gave him a chance to do right. And Satan didn't want that. He wants to be more of God and above him and not be where he was supposed to be and i mean it was like symmetry like in ecclesiastes there's nothing new underneath the sun and you get so many excuse me like different takes on it i mean people don't like to see themselves in a situation and at the same time it was like do you do you consider yourself saved? but how is it that you can't forgive this person but yet and still um you have to be able to sit there and you want to go before god and you want god to forgive you and i sat there and i said thank you lord let me stay humble and hungry for you. And at the same exact time, let me be able to understand and know everybody is not going to change. But you need to sit there. And with wise counsel, honestly, when you sit there and you know what's going on, God will direct you. God will let you know what's going on. But it's the fact that I like how, excuse me, the word of God, He it places you, God slaps you in the face with the word of God on so many occasions. With the book of Jonah, with the book of Nahum, he does that in order for us to know who he is. And when he says he's going to have them to be fully dry, it's like you're going to know what you did wrong way before you even get to the judgment seat. He's going to let you. And I like how God's not dead too. And please go, go look at it. It's an awesome um, movie. And I really want to go back and see it again. And I possibly will uh, this weekend. And when the when the son grandson said there, well, I think it's the son sat there and was talking to his mother and how she has seemingly Alzheimer's and she was in the chair in her own wheelchair and she, he was like, well, you know, how is this great God so great when you're, you know, you're losing your mind and you're in a wheelchair, but I'm walking around and I'm so free and I'm so happy that I got all this money. And when she sat there and she said, well, God has it where the enemy can have you And God can have you having you struggling all the time, but your attention span is always on him and him alone because, you know, he's going to take you out of things, the situations you go through. Now, Satan can have you and you wouldn't even know it. You could be in a cage and the door is open and you come back and forth in and out all the time. Or sometimes you just dwell in the cage. Until one day it slowly closes behind you, and then reality is is that he's gotten and he's caught you. And then she looks at him. Now I'm just paraphrasing, okay? And I said, Lord help. I said she don't even know how. I don't even know who wrote it. Like I mean, the Kindred book, uh, the you know who wrote God's Not Dead, but too. But when she said that, it was just like so profound, like. I was like, ooh, like, that was like a whoa, like, wow, like, moment, and when you, really, when I'm reading the book of Nahum, and any other book in in the Bible, but today, it was like, it's just like a slap in your face, like, really, that this is what God is going to do to you, and he's, you know, establishing who he is, and how he is, and then, he's telling you what the different aspects of it is and how you're going to, what state you're going to be in before it falls out. That's just crazy. That's just wow. That's like, wow. That's like God already giving you the playbook of how you messed up and how I'm going to just sit up there and I'm going to destroy you. And this is the way that I'm going to do. It. And I really, because of who you were and this is the, why I did it. That's just, that's brilliant. That's diabolically brilliant. And I, I mean, this is way God is. And, but his is just. Let me say that one more time for people that like, pastor, you say it's died, by, but it's brilliant because God is just, and he's all knowing and all seeing. Some people take it as, oh, God is just love. No, nope. Jesus is just love. No, nope. Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit, which is the Holy Ghost. He has, he's jealous, as he said the first time. And he has so many different levels to him that we don't know of. And in that, you should respect who God is. Point blank, period. And it says in verse 11, there is one come out of thee that imageth evil against the Lord. One. There is one coming out of thee that imageth evil against the Lord. A wicked counselor. Verse 12, thus says the Lord, though they be quiet, and likewise many, yet thus shall be, they be cut down. Ooh, Jesus. Let me say I'm going to talk people at, Thus says the Lord, though they be quiet, and likewise many, thus shall say, excuse me, thus shall say they be cut down when he shall pass through. Oh, Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. Now, I'm going to have to stop right here, and I'm going to put a big pause and a big uh, clip into this, because... If you really think about all that we have ascertained is about God's vengeance and I want to also do God's goodness also, but next time it's going to be God's goodness. But this is something that, and a little bit, excuse me, of his vengeance, but I want to kind of just let you sink or marinate in what we've been talking about today with Nineveh and uh, the Ninevites and uh, their capital of Syria. Just the book of Nahum and all that we have been able to go through on today. Now, know who God is on today. Know that, you know, we know that if we're believers or we're Christians and we are living the way that God tells us to live, we shall be able to see his goodness in the land. But if we have not, there is vengeance coming. And it has been a lot of times where, you know, you can see a lot of people that have been farmers that have sown into their community, sown into their farmland, that they're reaping whatever they sown. So please understand that this is sowing season. And for the Ninevites, it was a lot. And I mean, God is so smooth. He is so correct. He is so holy. He is telling you what's going to happen before it happens. And you see this so many times in the Bible that we have to start recognizing who God is. I mean, the simplest forms, even if some things we have said in our mouths or done anything, ask God for forgiveness. And even though you're asking God for forgiveness, that doesn't mean that he's not going to He's not going to get his vengeance, you know, but you need to still recognize who God is and recognize, especially for us, he's going to correct us. He's, he's going to correct us big time, especially if we're of him and we say we're of him. He's going to correct us. And I'd rather be corrected than to be in hell for it. Let me say that one time for people in the back. I'd rather be corrected than to be in hell for it and knowing I'm in hell for it. That, that's a big one. That's a huge one. So, if you don't know who God is on today, let me be able to give you just a glimpse of who God is because He loves you, yes, and He's merciful, yes, as we have saw, but He is a jealous God and He does not like to have His time, His effort shared with anybody else. Amen. And we need to give Him His just due. And it says that in Romans 10 9 and 10, going down to the 13th verse and it says that if thou shalt confess with the lord thy mouth the lord jesus and where romans 10 9 and 10 the lord jesus and thou shalt believe in thy heart that god had raised him from the dead that thou shalt be saved verse 10 for with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation Verse 11, for these scriptures say, if whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Verse 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. Verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I'm asking you on today while we've been in the book of nahum while we've been back in you know the book of jonah and we've been through a lot of different other scriptures and different books in the bible but these two uh books have been able to in so many ways parallel and how we know in ecclesiastes there's nothing new under the sun that the enemy, he's going to be able to keep doing what he's doing, but he's just going to have different tactics or different methods or different different ways of trying to pursue us in the way of that is not of God. And we need to be able to combat that. We need to sit there and say, no, absolutely not. I cannot do that. I, I cannot be able to do this at all because of what God has said." And we need to stick to what we know who God is. And for the ones that do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, today is your day. Go to Romans 10, 9, and 10 and and ask God to come into your life. You will not be disappointed. Yes, you're going to have spiritual battles. That means that, you know, you're going to have where we're spirit. You're going to have the enemy trying to come in and try to lure you back into his fold. You know, if he's not messing with you, you know, you're a part of him. And that is a deadly thing. Now, please go back. And to the book of Nahum, please go back, and we're gonna go. Like I said, next time I'm gonna put a pin in it right now for this of God's vengeance, but also God's goodness. There is God's goodness and grace upon us, but we need to learn that God is 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 a jealous God. He does not want anyone to come before Him, and whatever we put before God, that is our God, and we should not have no other God before Him. Amen. And I wanted to say. Thank you for listening, and if you like what you heard today, please follow, like, and share, and you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and other major platforms like YouTube, which I am trying to revamp a lot of different things on YouTube. And this shows that, you know, please leave a five-star rating that This will help us to reach more people, and if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please reach me at Facebook. It is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, it is written L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. And for the ones that have just started being able to listen to my podcast. Thank you so much. And for the ones that have been with me from the first to now, thank you so much. And for the ones that just happened to listen to me today, you know, thank you for being able to come in and This is something that I love to do to be able to give you a little bit more of information on the book of Nahum as well as all these different books in the Bible, but also the same exact time to give us more education on what God wants us to know and be able to give a whole lot more transparency of what's going on and what's to come in the heads and in the time headed. Things that's coming up and the days ahead that's going to be able to reflect and manifest what God is saying in his word. And also you can start seeing some some different reflections and, and different mirrors. And I say mirrors because you're starting to see a lot of the biblical principles and different things that are going on that were back in the Bible. It's coming back today. And we need to recognize those things and we need to be able to not be fearful, but educate ourselves on when, and when God is coming back and when the sun is coming back. So please make sure you, you tune in. And I thank you so much for today. I thank you so much for being able to be with me and listen to, uh, listen to what God has to say. It's not about me. It's about what God has to say. And I thank you so much for being able to be a part of this. 안녕